Welcome to episode 213 for the Women of the Military podcast. This week, my guest is Ariana Wagner. She is a trainer for the VA Women's Health Reengagement Training, known as VA Women's Heart. She is also an Army veteran, mom, and PhD candidate. In today's episode, we will learn more about how Ariana's experience with the VA Women's Heart program went and how she got involved and answer some questions about the training program. VA Women's Heart is an official program of the VA Office of Women's Health and is working to increase the number of women veterans who use VA healthcare by educating them on what women veterans specific services are available to them and how to enroll. I recently took this course and learned about the health services provided by the VA along with specific services offered for women. Did you know that only 44% of women veterans are currently enrolled in the VA health services, which is 8% lower than their male counterparts? This program is working to change that number and to help get women veterans enrolled. Want to learn more about enrolling in the VA health care services? Head over to www.womensheart.info slash register and stay tuned to this week's episode as we dive in and learn more about VA women's heart. Welcome to the show, Ariana. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, no. Thanks for having me, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here. So let's start with a little bit of your background. Why did you join the military? So I was 18 when I joined the Army. It was just two months after 9-11 happened. I think like a lot of young people at that time, we just watched our country go through something really significant. And for me... I was just like, it's going to sound like really lame, but I was just, I felt like this calling to serve. Like I, no one in my family served before me, but I was like, I can do that. I think I saw like an army commercial and I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could like join the army. So I showed up at the, the mall and you know, back in the early 2000s, the malls where you went and then they had the air force and the Navy and the army and the Marine Corps all like back to back. And you, I kind of like just popped my head in each one of the offices I'm not sure that anybody from the Air Force was actually even in the office. (laughs) They were like probably out to lunch doing something way more exciting. But I chatted with that Army recruiter and he told me about, you know, the kind of work that I could do. But in all seriousness, it was like I felt like I could help serve my country. So I joined. Yeah, two months after 9-11 happened, I was off to basic training. Yeah, I didn't officially join the military till 2007, but I started looking into ROTC when right after September 11th happened, well, about a year because I was in high school and then in college, I started looking into it and it was September 11th and your story resonates with mine. So you don't have to, having that call to serve, it's, that's not so cheesy. That's just, I, think, I know, but like you, we were. when you get around other veterans sometimes and you say stuff like that, they're like, oh, come on, it was the college money or whatever else. But like, well, I mean, that was nice to have. But yeah, it was definitely something that inspired my service for sure. It's a unique period of time because of like how impactful September 11th was. I think the story on how you got involved in the women's health re-engagement training is so unique. Would you mind sharing how you went from being the participant to the trainer and some more information about the training? Yeah, sure. So I actually was the director in the Office of Veteran Services at the University of Pittsburgh. So I was helping transitioning service members go back to school. You know, once you serve in the military, I think that we 
often find ourselves in the same kind of position to like continue to serve in some kind of way. So the team had reached out to me, the women's health re-engagement team had reached back out to different universities to host their trainings across the country. And they were going to host in Pittsburgh. So when I learned that they wanted to come host at the University of Pittsburgh, I was like, yes, please come. I'd love to have you because I feel like so many women veterans like need all of these things. And then I sat through the training because, you know, yes, they were, I was hosting them, but also as a woman veteran to kind of learn about the services that VA can provide women. And I thought, man, you know, I have this really great job. I love what I do, but what a great opportunity to go and like serve even more veterans and specifically women. It's such an underserved community amongst all the veteran service organizations across the country, like we're the fastest growing population. So to think that I could have a hand in help getting all women across the country into VA healthcare and, you know, using the benefits that they earned, I was all in. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great story. The fact that you felt called and connected to women veterans to this training program really speaks to the lasting impact of the training. Will you walk me through how this training was created and who it was created for? Sure. So the women's health training was actually existing to help first like service women who were transitioning out of the military. So that's how it first started. I know we all kind of went through different TAPs or transition trainings, um, but this one was really geared towards women specifically. They, you know, the VA realized that they needed to find women as they were leaving the military and help them navigate their healthcare in that regard. So that's how it kind of was, uh, you know, initially founded because there's a long lasting impression that like VA was only for men or not like a quality place to receive healthcare. So now whether you've been out of the military for 10 days or 10 months or 10 plus years like me, I mean, this is the training that you can attend. Under 50% of women veterans are enrolled in VA healthcare services. I mean, I think that's such a huge statistic. Now I mentioned before, we're the fastest rising population of veteran And it's expected, I think, at this point to be up to 18% of the veteran population by 2040. In 2000, like, as I was getting ready to join, women were only 4%. So, like, it's a significant change. And, you know, VAs recognize that it's important for women to be connected to these benefits that they've earned. So, I always say, like, if you think you're enrolled... (laughs) double check it, Um, get enrolled in VA healthcare, because whether you are or are not, you're still eligible to attend this training. And like I said, I was already enrolled. I'd used VA healthcare for about two years. And when I attended this training, I still learned so much more than I, I knew walking into it. So it was really valuable. Yeah, and it's really great to hear that it's a training that is was made specifically as women are getting out because like that's the best time to use the training. And I, when I was sitting through the training, I was like, "Dang, I wish I had this training when I was going through tab instead of the like two hour like a thousand words that make no sense." I love how the training breaks it down into language that I could understand, and I knew exactly what I needed to do instead of. After my TAP program, I was like, I don't even know what to do, so I'm just not going to do anything. Exactly. Right. It feels so overwhelming. So this particular training really makes it feel more manageable for 
you know, something that has often seemed complex. Yeah. So let's talk about the training and what can people expect? What's covered during the training and, and all the details. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think the first and foremost is that it's a safe space, right? We've spent so much time in the military in spaces that we, we might've been the only woman or felt uncomfortable talking about things because we are women. We make sure that this training space feels safe for you to have a conversation about stuff that's personal, right? We are hopeful that we can connect women to each other over this shared experience, right? So part of being a woman veteran is that you love being able to like meet other women veterans. You're like, yeah, like we have this shared experience. So creating this really veteran focused community is the first and foremost, most important part of this training, I believe. And we have so many resources, right? So when you go to our website, we've got training materials. That's where people can register, all of that. But there's like an abundance of information. So when you download that handbook, you can see that the training's kind of covered in four different phases. The first is like phase one, women veterans and VA healthcare. Like how do we fit into that? Um, so like we break it down, I think, you know, someone said, Oh, you break it down Barney style. I'm like, Oh, that feels like such a Marine Corps thing to say. Um, <laughs> I married a Marine. So I feel like I could say that, but that's what we do. Like we just totally break it down uh, to make it easy to understand. Phase two is understanding VA. How does VA sit? Where, how are, who's in charge of what, where, where do we go? And phase three is the one where it was like a ton of light bulbs going off for me because that covers all of the healthcare services, stuff that I had no idea VA even did. I often share like my own personal story of like maternity care through VA in our trainings. And then phase four is like, the big piece. How do you enroll? What does eligibility look like? How, what's that process look like? You know, we do talk about some policy changes because that's the one thing that's forever constant is change, right? So we talk about some of the healthcare policy updates that occur from VA. And then I think the really cool part too, is that we will include some of our partners across the country in our training. And these partners have like women veteran specific resources for our women, no matter where they're located across the country. So we have some that are nationwide. If you're in Texas, you know, we have partners in Texas. If you're in Pittsburgh, like me, we've got a ton of partners here in Pittsburgh. So that's how we kind of go through the whole training. And that's what's included. Yeah. And on our training, we had someone, it was virtual. And so I don't remember exactly where she was, but she had so many great answers for all the questions that women veterans had. And she like, was Googling and private messaging me to like give me resources specific for my area. So not only do you have the people who are giving the training, but then you have the extra women veteran representatives who work with women veterans and like know the, they know everything. I was like so impressed by how many questions she was able to answer. Just like pinging them away. You're just like, this is amazing, right? Yeah, it's so helpful. Yeah, because then the instructor was able to focus on the material and not have to like, oh, I'll go find that resource. So like when I left, I had someone in the LA area who I could reach out to and talk to instead of, you know, being like, go check it out on the internet. It was really nice that she went above and beyond and did that. Yeah, you know, like that's the hard part is that the VA has everything online. You can certainly go in there and find it. 
but I feel like this training and the folks on the training, like they are, they help you pinpoint all the massive amount of information that exists out there in the, on the internet. So it's super helpful for sure. I'm glad that she was able to help you. Yeah, she was really helpful. So why should women go to the VA for healthcare? Like I'm a military spouse, so my husband has TRICARE and I know other people, you know, you might have a full-time job and have healthcare benefits with your job. Why should a woman consider going to the VA when they have other options available? I mean, the VA knows veterans, right? They know our experience and, you know, they screen for so much that a regular provider may not screen you for because... They, might, they may not know that you're a veteran, right? How many times have you been asked that when you went to the doctor? I know I never was asked. I, my primary care provider never asked me if I served in the military. And so, you know, there are so many complexities to that service, whether it's things like military sexual trauma or intimate partner violence or, you know, suicide prevention. The VA's trained for that. <laughs> so when you show up there as a veteran, they already like have this handbook of information about who you are as a veteran, when you served, um, did you deploy, like they understand the complexities of deployments and uh, exposures that may have occurred during deployment. So I, that's one piece, right? But then there's so many other benefits that VA has. So like I went to my primary care appointment and I was a few weeks pregnant. I told them I was pregnant. They actually were able to help take care of and coordinate care for me in the community to have my baby. And this was my fourth child, right? So like the first three that I had, I didn't use VA. And I can't tell you how much money it costs for me to have babies, right? Like it's expensive. And VA was able to help cover the cost of my pregnancy and delivery, which was amazing. But, you know, outside of just some of those very specific women healthcare needs that VA does support and care for, again, like VA knows those unique needs, you know, whether it's higher rates of depression, uh, PTSD, you know, the differences of being a, a woman veteran versus a civilian woman, all of those things are embedded within your primary care at VA, where that may not be the way that it is in civilian hospitals or primary care doctors. Yeah, I had stage zero melanoma cancer, and they asked me, I know this is probably not true, but did you deploy to Vietnam? And I was like, well, you think because I'm a woman that my answer is no, but it's not like they didn't even understand. Like I was like, well, I did deploy to Afghanistan and now that's covered by the PACT Act. And so it was interesting that the person thought because I was a woman that the answer was no. And I was like, no, it's because I'm not old enough. Not yeah, because I'm a like, woman. I'm not in my 70s. So <laughs> right. I didn't go to Vietnam, but I did do other deployments. <laughs> Yeah. And that was, that was like your, your regular civilian doctor. Yeah. It was a dermatologist. Yeah. I got referred from, because I, yeah, I went to a civilian doctor for dermatology instead of the military. I go to an active duty, you know, clinic for, because of my husband's healthcare and they still, I was asking them at my last appointment. I was like, well, you know, I, I'm positive for melanoma. And so like, I need to keep getting checked. And then I was like, what about breast cancer? Because I've heard it. And they were like, pretty much unaware, because I don't think they deal with women veterans and that, you know, and so they don't know. And they're so that I think it 
why VA healthcare is so important. We talked about women, veteran health. You mean you had a baby? I did. You know, and then we we just talked about like the different like breast cancer is a huge issue for women. Yeah, I mean, like even things like pelvic floor therapy. I didn't know that was a thing. Like I I feel like silly saying that because I just turned forty, but like I didn't know that pelvic floor therapy was even something that people did and the VA when I was pregnant was like hey you should see uh this you know pelvic floor therapist while you're pregnant and then afterwards too and I was like okay I don't even know what kind of questions to ask her (laughs) and they like helped me through that process but you know no one in my civilian doctors had ever suggested pelvic floor therapy which can be so helpful for women and especially women veterans because not only do are some of us moms, but those of us that are not mothers, like, I can't tell you how heavy some of the packs I had to carry were or camo netting and or like, I was camo. So I'm, you know, carrying a ton of equipment all the time, whether it's radios or whatnot. So like all of that impacts your pelvic floor. So I was really impressed by just the litany of women specific care at VA for sure. Yeah, there's so much that surprises me the more I learn I'm like oh my goodness it's like specialized care for women and then you add the veteran piece into it and there's no one else doing that because that's their niche that's yeah, their exactly focus, right? exactly so what misconceptions or hesitations have you seen that women have about going to the VA oh well I mean they're probably some of the ones that you and I both have had right so when I showed up the VA the first time someone tried to send me to like uh, dependents or they're like, Oh no, you actually, you don't come here. Are you here to pick somebody up? Um, I think I've been asked like, are you here for a meeting? And so like, sometimes it's frustrating, right? Because it's what my shirt says. Like, this is what a veteran looks like. Right. And I'll wear the shirt at the VA. And I even have one of those old like hats that you usually see like the Vietnam era guys wear. I bought two. I have one that says, a rock war veteran, I wear that one. And then I also was a part of the 18th Airborne Corps. So I wear like my, you know, Sky Dragons 18th Airborne Corps hat. None of them are meant for women. They look, I feel like I look silly in them half the time, but I do it to like prove a point when I show up there. But some of our participants have had like similar experiences. One, in fact, said that this training changed their 26 year outlook on VA in four hours. And I feel like that's, so significant. You know, so many women don't think of themselves as veterans. And they think that the VA is just for men. You know, there's misconceptions about like the quality of care that you're going to get while you're there. So I think those are all things that we all think about, or maybe we've heard horror stories about. And certainly every VA hospital is different. But I always say like, show up and go because part of it is we need each other to help start changing that narrative, right? If I show up in this shirt and that hat, people are going to go, oh yeah, they treat women here. And like the more of us that start to show up and get our healthcare there, then they're going to have to start changing to meet our needs. And the reality is so many of them already have, so many of these hospitals already have, and they have space for us. We just need to start utilizing that space. Yeah, I think the VA has changed a lot, even in the last, you know, 10 years that I've been out of the military, I think a lot of things have changed for women and just how the care is. And, and we do have to show up because, you know, if we don't show up, then they don't know that 
we need help and they don't know what specific problems women are facing. So I really think that's really important. You took the training two weeks ago. We kind of talked about that a little bit. So as a part of your training, when you attended, do you feel like there was anything that was like most surprising or like insightful from when you were there, when you, when you showed up? I was surprised how many different things were available with VA healthcare. I, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know that you could have a baby. I didn't know that you could get support for like so many women's specific treatments. And it was really interesting because I had just gone to my new doctor at our new base and he was like kind of clueless (laughs) when it came to like me talking about like the PACT Act and um, breast cancer screening and like he was like telling me the generic numbers of like when I should get screened and I was like yeah but like I'm higher risk and I know it's uncomfortable to have a mammogram but I feel like that should be something that I'm getting close to 40 and so I think that was really surprising because I didn't know like how much research had been done and how many things were available for women and so yeah yeah no that's awesome I'm glad because As trainers, we never know, you know, what part of that training is the most impactful. And I know, like, for me, because I participated, that services section was, like, exactly what I needed to hear to really transition my care. So, I mean, I I, there's a few things I'll still go to because I have private health insurance as well. But I'm really in the process of just, like, transitioning all of my care to VA because to have that whole health and, like, whole perspective is I think important and I guess the older I get the more I care about my health care yeah well and I think the benefits of being a veteran you don't realize what benefits are available to you like you're leaving the military and you're like whatever I I serve but then like you learn like as parents get like as my husband's dad got older he was a veteran and he qualified for free hospice care because he was a veteran and that's something like I never would have thought of. And there's other like benefits as you get older that are specific to veterans that, you know, we just think, oh, well, we, we got our GI Bill benefits or whatever the heck we got and don't think about how many more benefits there are available to yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, I'm glad that he was able to get the care he needed too, even as a aging veteran, for sure. I know the training schedule recently launched for the second year. What type of feedback did you get from the first year of the training? The most moving testimony we heard from our first year was that one of our participants said she had tears of relief after learning that IPV, intimate partner violence, and MST, military sexual trauma, counseling were available to her even though time had passed. I think that speaks volumes around the lived experiences of a a woman veteran, right? I think the most recent statistic I saw is that one in three women veterans have reported military sexual trauma. And that's like reported. And so I believe the rates are even higher than that. And then when our women veterans sit through this training and realize that care is available to them, no matter how much time has passed since service, and they can actually get help, like, I mean, that's, that's it right there, Amanda. Like if we can do that, then I'm satisfied with the mission that I've been given. Right. So I think that one was really um, important and moving and I'm glad that we were able to, you know, provide that for them. And some of the other ones were just kind of around some of the stuff we've talked about, right. Best, most clear and straightforward explanation of VA benefits and resources. Like 
in a way and in language that we understand as women veterans that breaks it down Barney style. So we know like step one, step two, step three. And so that was a really great uh, testimonial. And then the last one is provided good information needed in order to clarify a lot of misinformation that's been passed on through word of mouth. Women veterans community is a small community. And if you, I always say it's like, you know, we have like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. We just have to like pick the one veteran and be like, we're in six degrees of like what other one woman veteran. And you're like, oh yeah, I know her. Right. Because it is such a small community of women and we are all on the Facebook groups. You know, everybody's got one that they like the best. And sometimes this information is passed along that one person had one bad experience one day. And then it becomes like this mountain that you're like, I'm not going there. I know how they treat women. And so kind of breaking down that misinformation has been, um, you know, we're hearing testimonies from women veterans that that's been super helpful. Yeah. And I liked how it talked about like the VA and because you hear the VA and you're like, oh, so if I have a problem and it's like, no, there's VA healthcare, there's the disability claims, like there's the GI Bill benefits, like there's like all these different departments. And until this training, I was like, I don't understand. I'm so confused. And part of like why it's so complicated is because there's different departments and you have to go to different ones to do different things. But now that I understand it, I'm like, oh, it makes, it still doesn't make sense. Like it makes sense, like how it's done, but I think it should be streamlined and better processed, but it is the government. But I think (laughs) that's like really helpful for people to understand because people get so frustrated because they're like, I don't know where to go or what I'm doing wrong. And it's because they just go to the VA website and then they're like, get lost in like all the soup. There's so much information on VA's website. It's a great tool. And, you know, I know I go to it probably a couple of times a week for stuff, but I at least have an understanding now that like, I'm going to go to VBA for my benefits. And those benefits are like my home loan, my GI bill. And then if I need healthcare, I'm going VHA, right? Veterans health, right? So then that's a completely different where we're talking about like scheduling appointments and enrolling and all of that. So very different structures going to provide us different information, but we all just go to va.gov and think like, that's a lot of information. So yeah, we're happy to help break down that understanding of like big VA and into like something that makes more sense. So yeah, I'm glad we were able to do that. All right. So I only have two more questions and they're pretty closely related. So during this training cycle, how many trainings are you conducting and where are they going to be held? So we have 40 virtual trainings. We've done four so far. Uh, So we still have plenty to go all into 2023. So you jump online at womensheart.info backslash register. If you just go to womensheart.info, there's a big register button on the main page. I think registering super easy. You can like Google VA Women's Heart will pop up. But yeah, 40 virtual trainings. Uh, then we have 10 in-person trainings across the country. So if you were in Vegas, 
Tulsa, Nashville, Sacramento, or Seattle, we will have in-person trainings coming to you in the late spring, early summer, but they're online at our website, that womensheart.info. So you can go there and kind of see when those are scheduled for. Um, And then we also participate in various uh, conferences. So the Student Veterans of America is having their conference uh, that first weekend in January. We will be there. So come find us if you're a woman veteran. You can meet me and Donna, our master trainer, and she's a doll. She's a retired Air Force and like a complete awesome chick. So come meet Donna, come meet me at SVA. But our trainings are held at all times. So if you're on, you know, Amanda, you woke up way too early to attend one of our trainings from California on the East Coast. You were like not camera ready, camera off. I just woke up, give me more coffee. But we have them in the evenings on the East Coast time for maybe people who want to join later in the day on the West Coast. And we'll have some weekend ones too as well. As I know, like many of us, we are working full-time jobs. So like getting to a training during the week is impossible. So Saturdays, there's a couple of Sundays in there too. So find one that works for you. Come join us. Again, the website is womensheart.info and um, you'll see all of our, our dates available there. Yeah, and I'll link to both womensheart.info and the one to register so that you can find it in the show notes. But I think this has been really helpful and I hope that people go. I don't know if we mentioned that the training is free, so I want to just make sure that we mention that this is a free training and I did it online and it was really interactive. I like that it was really small so you could ask questions and between the workbook, the slides and having people there, you are able to learn so much in four hours. So thank you so much. No, thank you, Amanda. I really appreciate your time and uh, chatting about what VA healthcare means for women vets. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. I really want to say thank you to Ariana for representing the VA Women's Health Reengagement Training, VA Women's Heart. And if you missed the link to register, make sure you head over to www.womensheart.info slash register. And I will link to it in the show notes so that you can register. I took this training a few weeks ago, like we said in the interview, and I really think every woman veteran should go and attend this training. There's so much information that I didn't know and I learned, and I think it's definitely worth four hours of your time to be able to learn how the VA can help you and how you can advocate for yourself within the VA system. So I really recommend that you head to www.womensheart.info slash register.